0: Hello faithful listeners, this is Pastor John Clowater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Thanks for being here, thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. Gospel this evening, according to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. So Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Whenever you give alms, don't sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, you have received their reward, or they have received their reward. But when you give alms, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and that your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, just so that they can be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, you have received, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room, shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Whenever you fast, don't look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces as so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves don't break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The gospel of the Lord. It is you. Grace and peace to you my friends in Christ. Uh, I got to start with the word piety and and this is kind of a word especially in a in a you know worship service like this of of people of different ages and understandings of religion when we use that word piety it's often uh we think about that in a in a context that might have a negative connotation where we might use that to like derogatively say that person's overly pious and they they practice their religion in ways that wants everyone to see, and we might have a negative connotation of it. But at its core, piety really is just kind of our internal connection to God. It's really about what is, um, what is our spiritual practice, what is our spiritual discipline. So I decided to do something a little risky yesterday when I got together for old guys and for our, our meeting with the wise women in the afternoon. Uh, I, asked, I asked both groups a question at the start of the session, and I asked them, is it hypocritical then for us to wear ashes on our foreheads today? And they kind of looked at me and I said, because it says beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen. And so I want you to do something. I want you to look around a little bit. Okay? Look at those beautiful crosses on your foreheads. Some of those, I mean, I, I they're yeah, nice. Nice job. I mean, you you've yeah we've done a lot of practicing it it's it's impressive, uh but I want you to take that purple sheet of paper and I want you to take the paper and make an impression of what's on your forehead on the sheet of paper, so just hold it up and let that cross make a make an impression on your sheet of paper now we're going to end up taking this outside weather permitting um We're hoping that the fire will be able to stay uh, lit and we'll be able to go outside. And so at the end of worship, we're gonna recess out and we are gonna take these sheets of paper. And this is a a reminder of why we're, like, why are we here tonight? We're here because this is our our chance to to think of how we enter this season of Lent. And so in, in Lent, we start by reminding ourselves of our own mortality. We remind ourselves that, at some point, our lives will come to an end, but we also remember that God has given us life. And so when we had you come forward and we said, uh, remember that you're dust, and to dust you shall return, this is an echo that you have maybe heard from in the Bible before. Where do we hear this? We hear this in the very, very beginning. This is in Genesis 3, where Jesus or where God and, uh, and uh, man and woman in the, in the Garden of Eden are, are told what what is all, you know, like this is part of your reality. This is what it means to live is that you've been taken from the earth and that you will go back to the earth. So this is a powerful connection for us today on Ash Wednesday to remember where God goes with us. And so practicing our piety, I I couldn't help but think, wow, you know, is this, is this hypocritical? And as we talked about it, we we really started to kind of unpack like what this was really all about. And so I, I couldn't help but think of um, when I was when I was younger. I, I know a lot of you know that I I'm a huge sports fan, but my favorite sports baseball. I grew up as uh, playing baseball, and so when I was in high school, I played outfield, and so when I was an outfielder, it was kind of my thing where I loved to like dive for the ball and make great catches. And I was like, it was kind of something where sometimes I wouldn't even get the best break on the ball off of the bat, but I would be like, hey, I can still catch that. And so I would realize if I, if I um, made that break, I'd still be able to make a diving catch. And, you know, of course, Uh, you'd love to get all the oohs and ahs and the reaction from the crowd and the teammates and like the, yeah, good jobs. And so like, if I could make these diving catches, I knew that I was helping my team win and it would look really cool. And I was pretty excited with how that would work. It it got to the point where I realized if I hesitated just long enough, I could actually kind of like make it so I had to dive just to make the catch and make it kind of, I kind of, I know you're like, that's, that's so out of character that Pastor John would want to like soup something up and be a little flashy. Believe it or not, that was part of my character when I was younger. Um, so I know, just try to imagine that, okay? Just take yourselves back. Oh, wow, wow, yeah. Okay, so this was great. I mean, like this was kind of the thing that I did and until eventually one of the pitchers on my team, uh, I got back to the dugout and he just looked at me. And he's like, John, knock it off. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, no. Like, seriously, you got to stop doing that. Like, stop. I'm like, okay. He's like, quit diving for every ball because eventually you're going to miss the ball and it's going to roll to the fence. And then, of course, as the pitcher, he's like, and that's going to affect my ERA. And I don't, like, it, we're going to lose a game because you're going to do something stupid. And it got me to thinking, wow, yeah, okay, you're right. Um, and so he was right about not showing off, but also the, the fact that I could miss one and that was gonna have a negative effect on the team. And what was really going on was I was guilty of trying to make the routine look spectacular. When the spectacular would be necessary, then that would actually be seen as just another catch that I was making harder than it needed to be. And when I missed, which did happen, I missed spectacularly and, then it, would co- and it did cost my team piety in that type of a context then is exactly what Jesus is talking about. Like, just do what you're supposed to do. And that's exactly what Jesus is asking us. Doing the things that you're supposed to do, but like for the attention of others and trying to like be show-offy and like trying to make sure like everybody sees what you're doing. Jesus is like, No, that's not the purpose. That's like not why we have spiritual practices and spiritual disciplines. And this is what Jesus is talking about in the Matthew reading. So Matthew 6 is right in the middle of a long, long sermon, much longer than I'm about to preach. Uh, The Sermon on the Mount, you've probably heard of that. It's a long sermon where Jesus covers a lot of topics. And in the Sermon on the Mount that we get tonight, he's really talking about some behaviors that he's witnessing and saying, The way that I've witnessed these behaviors practiced, like in the synagogue, is like completely the opposite of what the goal of that spiritual practice should be. So he kind of breaks down some of them. One of them is almsgiving. Almsgiving is basically your offering, right? So like, uh, how do we how do we give? And and that could be money. Uh, that could be giving of our time. That could be how on, on last Wednesday and then on Sunday, we had a huge response of uh, being able to provide food to our local food shelves. Like this is an example of good almsgiving. Like this is our ways of being able to help and support. Now, however, if you're gonna like give your offering and the plates are gonna come past, get passed around, and all of a sudden like we have a, like a trumpet like doo and like you're like look at this check that I'm about to put in here, and you want everybody to see how great it is that you have given this, and you want to kind of shame the people around you, Jesus is witnessing that type of behavior and saying, that's not what this is all about. No one-upmanship, like we are all like in this communally. And so all of the things that we give combined are for the, for the glory of God. And then he talks about prayer and he talks about the piety of prayer. And this is something here at Faith where we've witnessed, especially through prayer labs, where there are different spiritual practices that, many, many different voices have been able to say, hey, this is how I experience prayer. And we're lifting up prayer, not as a way to say, hey, see, this is the best way, or this is the right way. It's This is another alternative way that you might be able to have a, a good spiritual connection. What a great way for us to be able to think of living, uh, living into our prayer lives that way. And Jesus is saying like, okay, well, if you've ever been around someone who's like, I'm gonna give you like a, a three minute prayer and it's really like, kind of selfish and it's really all about me. And like, oh God, I really just hope that you continue to like make me so blessed and I'm so much better than my neighbor. Like Jesus is like, no, 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 no. That, that's not what I'm talking about. Don't do that. And then fasting. Have you have you ever been around someone who like is on a, like a diet and they're like about a week or two in and they're like, oh, this diet is so hard. And like, but they're like, they're really souping it up because they want you to know, like, it's really hard. But at the same time, they want you to like, be really impressed that they've done it. Like, this is exactly what Jesus is talking about, but comparing it to like fasting. So fasting as a spiritual practice, he's witnessing that when he's going into the temple, there are people who are like, intentionally wanting you to know that they're in the middle of their fast. And they're like, disfiguring their faces like, oh, I'm so hungry because I'm in my fast. And he's like, this is again, not the purpose of fasting. It's not to like prove that you've got better spiritual discipline than everyone else. It's to say, look, all of these habits and all of these spiritual disciplines, really when it comes down to it, should be about our relationship to God. And so it got me to thinking, maybe in this time of Lent, we can be a little bit more intentional because Jesus is talking about some different spiritual practices to consider. So within this piety, this Relationship, this internal thing that we've got going with God. He talks about giving. He talks about prayer. He talks about fasting. There are so many different ways that we might like have this specific thing that we look towards with God. So could could we each think about taking on an intentional spiritual practice? Maybe this is the year that you try something to say. Look, I'm going to set aside a few minutes of my day to set this spiritual discipline. And if you're the type who you're like, I know that I'm really, really rushed in the morning. Maybe that's not the time of the day to say, and I'm gonna have this new spiritual practice. But like say, well, maybe this is the better thing that I could try this in the afternoon or something uh, when you're about to go to bed at night. Say, let I'm gonna set aside five minutes and, and just be able to, to enjoy this spiritual time with God. And, and it really comes back to this cross then. Because I think about how wearing this cross it's not meant to show off as an act of like, hey, I, I'm better than you, or and this symbolism behind this cross isn't meant to be hypocritical. Uh this cross, as I was walking around town, like I, I was doing hospital visits and I was going around town today. And anytime I'd see somebody with a cross, we'd kind of like see each other, because I had a cross earlier in the day, and we just kind of would smile at each other and and you know, there was like, God bless you, right? Like there's a sense of connection and this sense of uh community that this cross brings. It's a reminder of our mortality. It's this reminder that God has called each and every one of us. As we were marked with the cross in our baptism with water, this is now a reminder each and every year when we gather together for worship that that is uh, the promise that we wear. And so I wear the cross because I know that this means that I've been claimed and loved by God. And this goes throughout my whole life. Our spiritual practices that we have shouldn't be about what we think others are perceiving about us. It should be about our relationship to God. It's, it's, it's that simple. It's about what Jesus is talking about in this reading. And our spiritual practices, then, our motivation is, what's God calling me to do? What's God calling each of us to do tonight? All right, so that pitcher who pointed out my behavior and in the outfield and, and what why he did that, was he was saying, John, you're not being authentic. And what happened when I got called out, you think about that much like in, in the church where we'd say, well, there's a repentance. There's like a turning from that behavior and doing something differently. That's really what Lent is about. Like thinking about the things in our own hearts that need to be turned around. So this is Ash Wednesday. Perhaps an accountability check in. How are you doing? How is your heart? What could each of us benefit from by taking a little bit more intentionality and reflection as we go into these next few weeks as Lent begins. And then I'm gonna challenge you with this. As you leave here tonight, you might pop into a store. You might run a few errands before you head home. You might see some others and they might notice that cross on your forehead. And this might start a conversation. And someone might not be familiar with why you have that cross on your forehead. And they might ask you, why are you wearing that? And what are you going to say? Why does this cross matter? Why does this Lent matter for us? As we remember that God loves us. And the cross is not about somebody else. It's about us and our relationship to God. Amen.